Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Nirvana, one of my favorites. Great band. Yep, absolutely. 7.33, Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. Clean up the, today's uh, show here, one half hour to go, and then back tomorrow for a full show. Reed will be back on Monday. And after throwing that pick six that uh, gave the Alouettes the 7-0 lead, Zach Caleros has come to life. He's uh, thrown a second touchdown pass to Dalton Schoen, 22 yards. This was uh, after David Cote of the Montreal Alouettes gave the Alouettes a brief 10-7 lead. It's now 14-10 Bombers over the Alouettes at IG Field in Winnipeg as Week 12 of the CFL season uh, gets underway uh, tonight. Elks in action on Sunday. We'll talk more about them here in a moment as they face the Ottawa Red Blacks. 3.30 countdown to kickoff. Brendan Escott and Blake Dermott. And then uh, Morley Scott, myself, will be joined by David Bowles, who will be on the Elks sideline at 5 o'clock here on 6.30. Chad Elks looking for their second consecutive win. First time uh, they would achieve that if that happens uh, since the 2021 season when they won on Labor Day. And uh, it would also break a certain home losing streak which would be great. Jay's not uh, not doing so well. Top of the six, uh, they had a 2-0 lead. They've allowed five consecutive runs, so they're down 5-2. Jay's uh, currently one game back of the Seattle Mariners for the final wildcard spot in the American League. And uh, we'll talk more about this later in this half hour. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, WWE superstar passing away today at the age of 36. Uh, family saying that it's because of a uh, because of a heart attack. He had COVID earlier this year, which uh, exacerbated some heart issues. Was doing better, but uh, today passes away suddenly. And the WWE is uh, already uh, getting to work and rolling up their sleeves in ways they can take care of the family. So. Really, really sad day today in uh, the world of pro wrestling. Of course, yesterday we talked about the passing of Terry Funk at the age of uh, 79. Uh, and, of course, if you got any recollections on Bray Wyatt, want to talk about the Oilers deal. Of course, uh, Bouchard, Evan Bouchard, bridge deal today. Two million or two-year, $3.9 million AAV and uh, to uh, come and quarterback the best power play in the National Hockey League on one of the best teams in the National Hockey League in the Edmonton Oilers, Stanley Cup contenders. Talk about that, the Elks, uh, Bray Wyatt reflections. Uh, no, Kellen and I will talk more about it later in this half hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of our favorite moments and how Bray Wyatt was maybe a little out there for some, but uh, what a brilliant creative mind he was in the business. One of the best of all time. So the Elks practicing today, uh, day two. Uh, Chris Jones hasn't been too happy with the with the, the practices. So hopefully Sunday will be better. Got to remember, they had, they had a long week. Um, and they had a long travel day 
or travel night, rather, after that game in Hamilton, which uh, didn't end till about 11.45 Eastern because of that hour and 47 uh, weather delay because of the lightning. They didn't get home till about, I think it was like 4.35 a.m. So basically, Friday's a write-off. Give them a full day off Saturday. And then uh, did some work off the field. They lifted... Uh, in the weight room and uh, did had some meetings um, back on the field yesterday and today. And Chris Jones, um, hoping for a little bit more of a spark from his team, but uh, definitely there's a spark on that D line right now. The pass rush producing 14 sacks in the last three games, and Chris Jones likes what he sees. I just think finishing plays and knowing what our strengths are and not just running around blocks. You know, we're, we're trying to make it more physical on the offensive line. And, you know, we've got to, you know, we're big and we're physical and need to go through people. And the other way, though, is the run defense. They give up over 140 yards per game facing one of the best run teams in the league in the Red Blacks. And look at last week. They used Dustin Crum. They used Tyrone Pigram. In the quarterbacking department, Pigram got two touchdowns, by the way. And then they use Jackson Bennett. They use uh, uh, they use uh, Williams as well. I mean, it's a very, very tough unit. But uh, Chris Jones says uh, or spoke about the struggles of the run defense. That's a good question. We've studied on it this morning. I mean, I think consistency is the key. Yeah. And uh, and then, like I say, even today, I mean, there again, we'd, we'd look good on one play, and then the next play we'd be out of our gap. So we've got to be more disciplined to be in our gaps and got to fill downhill and get off blocks. Yeah. And what do the Red Blacks do best? Well, I, I just mentioned it, but we'll let Chris Jones mention it. Well, number one, unfortunately, uh, you know, they run the football really effectively. They've got, you know, two really good backs, and uh, and they've got a couple of really good fullbacks and tight end body types. Uh, they've got tough receivers that block out on the perimeter, and, uh, you know, and then Kahari does a great job offensively. But Chris Jones says there's uh, he sees the trust factor within the defense growing. Yeah, well, that's the key. I mean, uh, you know, we've played good defense at times this year, and then all of a sudden we'll give up a play because, you know, we either don't have a, a, a zone defended or we don't have a man covered or we don't have a gap covered. And, you know, the great, the great defensive teams, they don't do that kind of thing. They communicate. They get the strength call. They, they do all the things necessary to, to play great defense, and that's kind of where we're hoping to be. And a concern with uh, AC Leonard obviously foot injury he uh, left practice early uh, seemed pretty upset about it but he's been dealing with something to that ilk all season and has been able to play uh, the recent improvement of the offensive line uh, last two weeks on pro football focus they've been the number one rated O-line after being uh, they've been number nine all year on PFF this week they actually leapfrogged the Ottawa Red Blacks into number eight. And uh, Bryson Vestnaver, who we had on last night, who's a contributor for PFF for the CFL, uh, had his midseason rankings. And four of the five current starters of the O-line are in the top five as far as uh, the, the top five graded players. Uh, the best grade is Martez Ivy. The left tackle, second is right tackle, Brett Boyko. Left guard, Thomas Jack Cardilla. Uh, sorry, right guard, left guard is David Foucault. The only one not on there is Mark Corday, the center, who uh, had a good start to the season, hasn't been as good lately. But that group has played better, and here's Chris Jones on what he's seeing. 
we started putting the pads on three or four weeks ago, and I, you know, you can you can say, well, that that's the lightning rod for them. You know, I think it's just a matter of they've decided to start coming off the ball and yeah. moving around because we we never had pads in Montreal the whole time I was, I was there with uh, Don Matthews, and we always had a good running game. You know, so uh, it's uh, but it is an attitude. The guys have done a great job of of coming off the the ball the last two weeks. They are mauling the opposition. That's what they're doing. And two pretty stout front fours the last two weeks in the Bombers and the Ticats. And in the run game especially, uh, they have been firing off blocks and have been dominating the fronts. And they'll have to do that again against a pretty talented front four and front seven of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Kai Gray, who has uh, had a pretty good season as a rookie, on the corner for the Elks. I uh, had a chance to talk to him earlier today at practice, just about the, uh, you know, different energy at practice this week because of that first win. To be honest, uh, the energy been there. It's just, it's just frustrating when, when you put your heart out there and sometimes you, you don't come up successful. But um, it was a great experience to actually get a chance to win a game. Yeah. Um, the team brought together, came together. Um, we celebrated in the locker room. You know, that, that overall feeling was good. Um, especially my first win as a professional football player, that was that was just an awesome feeling. And time to start new habits because, unfortunately, bad habits can be very repetitive. Good habits can also be repetitive. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, that's that's what we've been doing, sticking to the script, uh, implementing good habits, creating good habits. Um, one thing that our, our defensive bass coach uh, implements is making new mistakes because if you make new mistakes, that means you're progressing somewhere. Yeah. Look, you've had chances to win games before. Mm-hmm. And we know the team is young, and we know you're one of the, the youngsters on the team. Mm-hmm. So tell me, why, why did it go the other way in Hamilton? Shoot. Uh, if it was something really special, like a special recipe, I don't have it. It was just maybe it's just a, a change of scenery and in a, a, a mentality that we were tired of uh, being losers. You know, yeah. um, we all confident in our ability, and we just came together and got it done. Maybe that is the key. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You didn't think about it, and you just played the darn game. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep, just just play it. Let everything come to you. Dealing with the weather delay. Yeah. You know, football is all about controlling the controllables. You can't control the weather. Yeah. But tell me about how you're able to handle it and how the coaching staff helped the players to get through that. Um, to be honest, it kind of caught us by surprise being delayed because it literally two minutes before when we were out there, it wasn't raining at all. Yeah. So it was kind of a surprise. But um, the main focus in the locker room was to stay ready. Um, don't don't sit too long. You know, you can stretch out, you know, move around a little bit and just be ready to get back out there when we can. How was the defense able to kind of control the game? Um, the rush, uh, our D-line, D yeah. they, they did a great job. They got to the quarterback. They put pressure on the quarterback. And the defensive backs and the linebackers, they were able to cover their guys for as long as we needed to get the D-line and get to the quarterback. That seems to be the biggest difference. You know, you can go back to the BC game. You had five sacks in that game. You had, what, a couple against Winnipeg. You had seven against Hamilton. That's 14 in three games, and now the pressure's going up. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's, it's all on them, to be honest. We're just doing our job. Uh, Coach Jones, Coach Isaac, they, they put the right play in, and we just execute. Are you starting to feel like a veteran now, even though you're a first-year player? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, after, after those first four games, especially now, going into the second half of the season, because I'm used to, you know, a, a eight, ten-game season in college, um, now I'm starting to feel real acclimated to this program. I know the club misses Lucha Spearfoy. You do have Ed Ganey yes, in the mix do. as well, and Scott Hunter's in the mix is now mm-hmm. in the mix as well. Uh, tell me about their voices and 
are they a steady influence in that secondary? Uh, they, they've been influential since training camp, to be honest. Um, they always have something to say. They always have a tip or a clue to help us play faster, and that's what we need to do. All right, I call Sunday an opportunity to give yourselves another opportunity oh, yeah. as far as the, the playoff chase is concerned. Yeah. Tell me about facing Ottawa again. Uh, now you're going to face Dustin Crum mm-hmm. uh, from start to finish instead of garbage time with yeah. a couple of handoffs. But what do you make of Dustin Crum? Um, we know that he's he, he likes to get out the pocket. He will use his feet. He can hurt you using his feet. So um, trying to contain him is, is our main goal is trying to contain him and just play our game, you know, like we did against uh, Hamilton. We just played our game, stuck with our scheme, and trusted our ability. He really wants to make a play in the pocket, you know, in the pass game. Can you use that to your advantage and, you know, you, you lock up receivers, the D-line's going to get there. Yeah, with, with the combination of our, our defensive back skills and, and the D-line rush and the, and the linebackers coming down and run support, we should be able to execute this game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, there we go. My button was sticking, That's Dylan. the correct button, yes. That's not good when your button sticks when it says on, and that activates my microphone. Mm-hmm. But here we are. We're good now. Kai Gray manning that uh, wide side corner for the Edmonton Elks. Uh, probably their best uh, defensive back or most consistent, I will say. Not flashy, but steady. And uh, talking about uh, facing the Ottawa Red Blacks and Dustin Crum, who can put the ball in the air, but, boy, he's got... Uh, the ability to hurt you with his legs, 8.1-yard rushing average. That's best in the CFL among any rusher. And uh, Trey Ford, not too far under that. And uh, he's averaging over five yards after contact as well. So Ford is uh, doing a good job. Could be a lot of rushing yards in this game for the quarterback position, but an important game for uh, the team, as head coach Chris Jones points out, being that they're facing the teams in front of them that they need to catch. Hamilton, they got a win against them uh, last week. Uh, they have to catch them. They have to catch Ottawa. And then there's Calgary in the Labor Day series. Well, certainly, I mean, all, all of them are, you know, they all have three three uh, wins just like, you know, we got one. So, I mean, they're the closest for us to be able to try to get where we want to go, which is would be to try to shock everybody and get in the playoffs. And that's kind of what we've uh, used as motivation to continue to fight and do what we need to do to, to try to continue to play football. All right, five, 5 o'clock is the kickoff from Commonwealth Stadium, 3.30. Countdown to kickoff right here on 6.30, Chad. So when we come back, we'll uh, maybe get some texts in, a little reflection on uh, Bray Wyatt. We'll uh, take you to the 8 o'clock hour here as uh, we wind down Inside Sports for a Thursday evening. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. I should mention as well, the CFL announced their fines for the week, and uh, this one, when I saw it, made me shake my head and bristle. Uh, Javine Elliott of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, he's one of their uh, halfbacks, I believe, was uh, fined by the CFL for a high hit on Elks receiver Dylan Mitchell. 
The play that Chris Jones challenged, it was the third and five, the very first drive of the second half, uh, when Dylan Mitchell didn't hang on to the football. And Chris Jones challenged for pass interference, I think hoping that maybe the command center would notice the headshot. Um, It was ignored. The Elks turned the ball over. And if the call was made, the ball would have been, well, it would have been 15 yards up and then it would have been the first down. You know, maybe it wasn't P.I., but it was definitely a headshot. So, anyway, there it is. <laughs> I, I kind of bristled at that. 780-496-0063. Still 14-10, uh, Winnipeg leading Montreal late stages in the second half. And uh, the Jays, uh, they get a run in 5-3 now in the sixth inning against the Baltimore Orioles. Jays one game back of the uh, final wildcard spot in the American League held by the Seattle Mariners. 780-496-0063. Kellen, do we have any texts? Um, just this one that's come in sure. from an unknown uh, texter, unknown number that's come in. By the way, if you throw a nickname at the end of the text, I can punch it into my little machine here yeah. and stuff, and you are forever known as that nickname. It doesn't even have to be a real name. It can just be whatever name you want to go by. That's it's just that it. easy. That's exactly. There we go. Uh, just basically saying, Austin who? Bushbaum re-ups in Edmonton. Let's go. <laughs> There's like a lot of O's here. So, oh, you know you know what I mean, right? I know. So, I there we it. go. So uh, somebody is very hyped to get Evan Bouchard uh, back on the roster officially going forward into training camp. And, yeah, I, I guess it's all guns going into training camp now. Yeah, it's maybe they bring in another PTO. You know, Brandon Sutter's coming on a PTO. Maybe there's another one. Definitely there's a way for the, uh, the Oilers to have uh, more – cap space available to sign another player, but I would imagine a PTO or two is coming, and then we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so in the final few moments that we have, mm-hmm. uh, we want to reflect on uh, Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, who suddenly passed away, WWE superstar, uh, age of 36, uh, because of a heart attack uh, connected to some issues with COVID-19, uh, which uh, he uh, unfortunately... Uh, came down with earlier in the year um kellen it's it's just shocking it's it's i mean everything you read about bray wyatt creative and a great performer but also one of the nicest guys you ever meet mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's not a lot more you can say. We're seeing the now uh, over the course of the show, uh, over social media and that stuff, a lot of uh, uh, of uh, Wyndham slash Bray's uh, uh, former co-workers and compatriots and that stuff and colleagues in the industry uh, make comments and that stuff. Um, you know, Chris Jericho has a very uh, poignant post up on his uh, Instagram right now about it and uh, Ricochet as well who's a current WWE uh, superstar uh, number of individuals who went through the system with him and don't forget it is a system now Yeah. to get these guys it's very much akin to uh, an Edmonton Oilers or you know name your favorite uh, NBA team or something now with the G League and everything like that there is a full developmental league now for these guys and girls to learn and, and, and shape their craft and that stuff and a lot of that class which uh, Bray Wyatt was a part of 
is that first class that yes. went through what is called NXT. I know it's kind of a the corny name for the farm team, <laughs> right? It's NXT, right? But that is your triple A league for WWE. This is where, you know, the next generation of talent kind of is formed and that stuff. And, and yeah, it's a lot of his, a lot of long hours on the road that you get and a lot of everything, you know, that, that, that comes with it that these people, it's almost like, growing up for university and losing a, a yeah. classmate or a friend that way, right? So for it's, sure. It's a deal. Uh, my favorite memory of Bray Wyatt, I was able to catch him uh, live a couple of times, Dave, uh, on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two WrestleManias I went to, one in New Orleans back in 2014 and the one in Orlando in 2017. I got a chance to watch him wrestle John Cena live in New Orleans in a great match. I got to also see him wrestle Randy Orton in a kind of weird, okay thing in it was or- Orlando in 2017. <laughs> but, yeah, just he brought it every single time and yeah. uh, also had an amazing match here in Edmonton as part of the uh, WWE Live Tour back in 2019 against Seth Rollins that uh, was the main event where he debuted the Fiend character, I think, for the first time in ring. So it was, huh. it was pretty cool. So Yeah, I, I think my favorite moment, Ray Wyatt moment, was when he won the uh, the title in the Elimination Chamber against, uh, well, AJ Styles was, uh, he and AJ Styles were the last two. Um, just to explain Elimination Chamber, you start with six, you're in this Basically, this uh, crazy steel cage kind of structure, and then it's an elim- elimination. But that was, you know, Bray Wyatt was a hard character to kind of follow at times for some people. Um, oh, good one. Um, creatively, he was a genius. And it didn't resonate with everyone, but you can't argue the creativity of Bray Wyatt. Rest in peace, one of the best uh, minds and performers in WWE history. The guy brought it to the ring every single night. Passes away at the age of 36. For Callan Kennedy, our studio producer, I'm Dave Campbell. Talk to you tomorrow night at 6.05, another edition of 6.30 Chet Inside Sports.